Hi, my name is Andy. And my name is Luke. And welcome to the debut edition of the Stanley Park Beat, a podcast that gives you uh, both sides of the Merseyside divide. Uh, one side, Everton. And the other side, Liverpool. From all the way over in Vancouver, Canada. And so we'll talk about uh, both our teams, the Premier League, general football, like international and stuff. Uh, give your take on the local MLS team, the Whitecaps. Yep, and as we are both keen music fans, we'll be throwing in a bit of music. So let's jump in on the why. Why football podcast? Well, as both of us are fans of English Premier League, um, respect, uh, we have our respective clubs, me Liverpool. And me Aaron. Yep, uh, we just think it's appropriate to have a platform to voice our opinions, give our viewpoint. Um, I think there's so much going on right now in the world of football. Um, a podcast is a great place to really just lay that stuff down. Yeah. And I mean, like, how did it all start? Like, I mean, we've sort of like both lived together. Yeah. Yep. We met here about two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago. Staying at the same hostel. Actually still work there. And yeah. Like, so we went out on one of the daily activities. Um, can we maybe share like how that special moment for everyone uh, that probably... Yeah, well, as we're coming down from the from the high rise, the lift the lift was full, yeah. and so sixteen people or something in the lift. <laughs> and uh, Andy's Andy's left outside, so little puppy dog eyes. I, I kicked I kicked the stranger out. I said, "No, you're like, out. Get Andy like, in." It's like, is, would you mind just jumping out of the lift just so our mate can come in with us? And he's like, "Okay." And it's like I just jump in and was like, "We're like bye bye." <laughs> uh, that was quite a fun one. Uh, from there, we became friends. Uh, then we've both been living together, got a TV, uh, yeah. and then we get getting up at like stupid o'clock in the morning, living in Vancouver to watch the Premier League. Yeah, we've enjoyed a few Merseyside derbies together, Yeah, brought Andy to the Butcher and Bullock, which is the local Vancouver like, Liverpool pub. Next to no real kind of like Everton pub, so it's like you kind of have to either watch at home or you go to uh, the Butcher. I think the first one was at the Walkabout Down Under, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Like, um, and then we watched that. Was that a draw? Was that yeah, I think so. Uh, was it nil nil? Yeah, or was that the? Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't that one. That was the. Like, thankfully, it wasn't in the pub. That one. Yeah. Oh, the Origi last minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we did go to games together. Yeah, and it's hard out here. You get up early. We're we're eight hours behind the UK in Canada, so we we have to sacrifice our mornings. Get up yeah. sometimes four a.m., six a.m. Sun the Sunday games especially are the ones that are kind of the killer because they're on at midday, so you're yeah. up properly early for those. And ones. it's strange watching football out here. I found with a coffee and a bacon sandwich instead <laughs> of instead of a few pints and, until know. the bars start serving up at nine. So it's fine if the games are on like. Uh, 8 o'clock, uh, you can get like a coffee and your breakfast and then you can start drinking beers at 9 o'clock from like usually about half about half time onwards Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. you can just kind of get right into it. Sometimes you can get them for a kickoff as well but uh, prefer the later kickoffs to be fair. The later uh, kickoffs, lunchtime ones, the Champions League games but they're tough because you're working, well I work at 9 to 5 and so at midday um, that's, that's a hard, that's a hard yeah. thing. I currently do a lot of nights, so like if any early kickoffs, it's like you're not watching that because I don't finish until seven. Like so, it kicks off at like any earlier than that, then I'm missing at least the first half. But we do have actually quite good broadcasting. 
I would say here in Canada. It's okay. I, I have my sort of doubts about Dazen. I think I think growing up on Sky Sports, you're just used to a certain standard and a certain level of, yeah. of broadcasting. Dazen hasn't quite clicked. It's very comprehensive cover without it being uh, like, like you get every game and you only pay like it's $20 a month, I think it is, and you get every single game uh, yeah. from the Premier League um, and you can pick and choose the games on the app because it's kind of an app based streaming kind of thing so that's what's really good about it the coverage itself it's a little questionable at times yeah, it's a lot of Michael Owen yeah uh, which is never a good thing I mean even I think most Liverpool fans acknowledge that yeah. like uh, yeah. uh, but maybe that's more because it was uh, late sending to another team in red uh, that kind of served um, their attitude Somewhat, well. yeah. and he is really boring he just states the obvious a lot yeah, as well, um, and, it, and it's his job. He's paid a lot of money just to talk. To state the obvious, um, like the the team that scores more goals generally ends up winning the game. Yeah, in but, the it's, but also. it's okay. It's twenty dollars a month. Yep, it's uh, it's not bad, and it's better than illegally streaming at the end. Yeah, of the day. you do like get better. Like when you, we obviously don't support not paying for it, but yeah. from what I have heard, it's uh, just it's just the way at half time you wanna. Have the game finished, uh, then a couple of ads maybe, and then you go back straight into the punditry. They review yeah. the goals, they review a few bits of the game, and then maybe another ad, and then you're back to kick off yeah. the second half. This cuts to some weird music, yeah. some really strange sort of graphics. And, there's no real halftime. It doesn't talk. It doesn't flow. Properly. It doesn't flow. That Unless well, it's like the feature game. Yeah. Um, you don't really get a proper good halftime analysis. Yeah, and for people like me, I'm I'm not so tactically aware of the game. Like I love football for its fans, passion, all that side of things. I'm I'm learning about the game in in a tactical sense still, but I still like to have that from a pundit sort of explained and be like, this is yeah why this team are so successful Where, right now and like. Whereas I kind of enjoy that because it's kind of good to hear somebody that is talking about it getting really in depth um, yeah. and on how the tattoo is because I think I've got every single football manager and championship manager except last year's one uh, for like 15 years straight <laughs> um, so even when the years that I haven't played it it's like that's why I didn't buy it last year because I didn't play them that much previously to it yeah um, I've actually got a white caps game on that one at the moment I'm winning the league Nice, uh, nice. <laughs> Surprisingly, the team's yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like so, I was I've always been into the, the like the stats and the the, the perform performance there, setting out formations, uh, which formation works best, yeah. players' best roles, and so forth. That's I find that quite interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Now I love it. I love it for the it's it's like the story of football, watching yeah. the narrative, the history, you know, the, watching the it play out. The, yeah, and like. The sack-ins, the transfers, the drama, everything sort of off the field as well, I find just to follow that story of Premier League and, and watch it unfold, I, I find fascinating. I think it's a, it's a really good aspect of the game. But yeah, watching, watching when it's two really, really, really good teams at the top level, like a, a Bayern against a Barcelona, for me that's amazing, watching that play out, yeah, just, almost like a game of chess. The where you can, you can, you can just yeah. really see 
it's pretty obvious what tactics are at yeah. that level. That's what that's what I really enjoy. And, and how you can right. see like a moment in a big game, like we saw the 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 demolition of Barcelona by Bayern Munich. Yeah. That that pretty much swung on a pivotal moment. Barcelona just went up the other end, had a, two very good opportunities. Could yeah. have been three one ahead. Now not saying that they would have won the match because they eventually got obviously blown away, but when you miss those chances and then the other team got up the end of the score and then they just fell apart from that, yeah. it could have been a completely different game. Um, yes, it was a huge golfing class in the end, but would it have resulted in like an, like an 8-2 demolition job? Or would it have been a lot closer game? Uh, I mean, you don't know. You never know. Uh, that's yeah. what's the really it's the the unexpected of football, I think. Yeah. That's kind of like what I like, yeah. And I think every fan like, probably resonates with that. So you'll have probably noticed that earlier on we did say like um, I was an Everton fan. Yeah, I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Um, and you will probably have noticed I have a probably fairly distinctive Scottish accent, um, and Luke doesn't have a, a Scouse or Northern accent. Um, yeah, I'm from Norfolk. Um, Norwich should should be my uh, my team of choice. They they are my closest. Big team from where I live. There's one about Kings Lynn, you know. I think Kings, Kings Lynn. Yeah, everyone knows them. They're in the conference now. Yeah, big big team. He just he just dropped them like that. Like five but, more five more promotions. Kings Lynn are in the Premier League, yeah. so we're so, we're flying. Who do you who do you pick? Who do you pick in that scenario? That's the question. Well, I was I was brought up in a in a Liverpool household. My my treat as a kid was pretty much staying up late with my dad. You know, as a kid, you want to stay up late and say, ah. Oh, no, go to bed, go to bed, you know. Um, but if Liverpool were on, that was my thing. Granted, I'd, I'd probably fall asleep at half-time a lot yeah. of the time, but it was it was always a thing as a kid that if Liverpool were in the Champions League, Dad would always say, yeah, you can stay up late tonight and watch watch the football, and that was obviously a, a nice thing. Um, um, yeah, my brother is also a Liverpool fan. And then, you know, as a kid, for your birthday, you're getting the kits, you're, you know, you're just sort of, brought into it and, and I never I never really questioned. It was the only time I think I was tried to, you know, my uncle tried to sway me, uh, would have been another possibility of supporting another club. Was He was a big Spurs fan and used to try and buy me Tottenham t-shirts. Well, you probably avoided the avoided the, the devil there, you know, like uh, that would have been a very miserable existence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I've had, I've had bad times supporting Liverpool in the last 25, Years, but not nearly as much as I think supporting yeah. Tottenham. It's um, it, it's always kind of bad hearing that other football fan talk about bad times. Roy Hodgson. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, Roy Hodgson. Um, we've had a fair share of Roy Hodgson's in uh, the last last probably thirty years. Uh, obviously, yeah. you got uh, ninety five, but uh, yeah, it's a it, it's a long era for Everton um, going without the trophy. Um, yeah. uh, uh, so frequently reminded. Is this the season? It's going to change. Well, so, I mean, they may as well just give us the trophy now, you know. But you've, like, won, uh, you've won four from four. Yeah. Like, um, Carlo, I suppose Carlo Ancelotti yeah. seems seems to have come in and He's, turned uh, things around a little bit. Yeah. I suppose I better get into like how I managed to get into Everton. Like, yeah, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so, like, uh, uh, yeah, what's the story there? Like, well, I mean, also, like, I mean. Most I do support a Scottish team, uh, Inverness, Caledon and Thistle. Uh, that's primarily through where my grandparents are from. Up in them, like they live very close to Inverness, town of Aviemore. So I do have my Scottish team. I do still 
follow Inverness. Uh, we're plugging away in the Scottish Championship at the moment, kind of in a bit of a rebuild. Not a lot of money. Like, what division? Uh, it's, it was this, this the second level, so yep. it's the same as the English Championship, the Scottish yep. Championship, the yep. same as like the. Um, but I think we've got a good chance this year. The Hearts from the same league, so it's going to be tough. But we might finish. Does Hearts go down? Phase. Yeah, Hearts go oh, wow. really down again. Know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm from Edinburgh, so like it's like Hearts going down is quite big news. Um, funny, like, <laughs> like I, I don't really like Hibs and Hearts. Uh, I don't really like have any resonance towards either of them. They're like, I, I just find them both really kind of annoying and cringy. Everybody I feel is, the same about Norwich. Yeah, it's like, yeah this it, is how it, I feel about they Norwich. They kind of got that very big club mentality, but they're not as big as like they've got a lot of fans, but like it's just like yeah, yeah like you're yeah. not really like you're not pushing on to achieve uh, much. And, and I mean, I technically, Hibs have won the same amount of cups as we have since 1994. Yeah. We we like Inverness started in '94, and then we've won one Scottish Cup, they've won one Scottish Cup in that time, and oh. they've been around for a hundred years, so it's like, anyway, <laughs> on uh, Everton, like, so, most, quite a lot of uh, Scottish fans do follow the Premier League as well, a lot of them have a Premier League team, I suppose, so you could, yeah. Um, yeah. and I kind of got mainly into Everton, sort of like the tail end of that, sort of Dogs of War, uh, 95 uh, Cup win, really, I wouldn't say like um, it was from the '95 Cup win. It was like after that, like when things started actually probably going downhill. But we had like a lot of Scottish players. Um, there'd be Richard Goff, Alec Clellan, Gary Naismith, uh, Duncan Ferguson, obviously like our like number nine. Uh, big dunk. Big dunk. And so like there was a lot of Scottish players. Then then in came Waller Smith as well, who signed quite a lot of those players. He also signed brought in like Alan Stubbs, who had been playing in Scotland for Celtic. So just like. There was a lot from the Scottish Premier League, and watching match of the day in Scotland, you had sports scene, which is like you'd see the Scottish games. There'd be four or five of them, and then you get the a pick of three random Premier League games uh, on after it. So you'd have to stay up really late when you were a kid, like to watch the last few games. But it was always interesting watching the Premier League. It was something different. It was a very different kind of football. Yeah. yeah. At the time, it probably wasn't that much a golf and standard. And then the sort of like mid nineties, it was only later when like Sky really started pushing the money in that the English league just went miles ahead. Like Rangers were signing a lot of big players, spending the same t kind of money as the Premier League teams, uh, right up into right up into the nineties. But yeah, like they had a big Scottish base, a good like a lot of Scottish players, so that kinda like resonated. A lot of them played for the national team. Um and they just kinda like from there I just kind of just gravitated it, towards it was a, a, a casual follow yeah yeah. Um, I didn't really have a much of a, a family based football background most of my football came from school um, I kind of got into it myself my dad doesn't like football at all yeah. uh, like, doesn't yeah. care for it doesn't have any team uh, doesn't even follow the national team nothing it's like I don't care he's in a horse race and that's about his only sport yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah like it was um, that's why you'll hear a Scottish and a Norwich accent, and that's pretty much uh, the our story. I would say so. Yeah. Quite Yeah, pretty much. So, let's actually jump right into the podcast itself. Like, let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into what our show is going to be about. We're probably just going to start straight off with the season so far. Yeah. Team form. So, how are Liverpool doing, Luke? Liverpool. Great start, Good great start, start yeah. of the season, Winning their games. really happy, um, yeah, three from three, obviously went down to Stamford Bridge 
Yeah, that was a good win. Um, I mean, obviously I mean, Arsenal won the the Community Shield, but I mean that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's one of those games that you're not that bothered about. It's it, they're nice to win. I think I it's think a good marker, uh, it's a good like, marker. It's it, it promotes good feeling around the squad. You know, you've already started the season with I know a bit of silverware. I know it's one game, but yeah, nice to win. We didn't. We lost on penalties. It it is what it is. You move on. Opening game, Leeds frantic. Um, reminded me of sort of the the early years of Klopp, yeah. where it was just end to end, a bit chaotic, a bit we you know we first of all we score a lot of goals, we concede. Um, there's a few instances with penalties as well. I mean, penalties yeah. this season have been the story of the season. There's a lot of bad penalties. Well, well they're, they're correct. They're correct. They're by correct. The law, by the but law. like the it's law's not changed. football. But yeah, so anyway, that that game, that game against Leeds, a little, a little bit chaotic, a bit frantic. Uh, we got over the line, but Leeds, we we always knew we were going to turn up. New team as well. New like, team. Back, nobody knows how they play. Full of confidence. Um, obviously champions, um, and they're uh, and they're in the winning habit coming up, right? Yeah. You know, newly promoted team. Mm-hmm. They they were always going to turn up to Anfield and have a go. And, and they've been um, playing with that kind of gumbo style. Mark yeah, Beasley was kind of yeah. known for that kind of very aggressive kind of yeah. attack, like kind of style of football. Uh, yeah. Get at you, um, try and score goals. Yeah, um, and, and, and with the way Liverpool play in their high line, they... Kind of played into it a they, little bit. Yeah, they, they, um, ex- they exploited our back line and luckily we had enough on the day just, just to get over the line. And also Liverpool are the scalp this season, the league holders, won it very comfortably last season, yeah. unfortunately. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, the season should really be null and void, we all know that. And, uh, <laughs> like, it's like, like, they deserve, deserve tail and winners, I think everyone can understand that. I think it was, yeah. it was, it was, Oh, people a very good win. teams now will be out to, to beat Liverpool. Everyone wants to be yeah, Liverpool a good beat team out. to beat. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, we moved on to Chelsea. They had a man sent off, um, and and from then it was just very comfortable. With Thiago's Thiago's first game. Yeah, it it was it was surprisingly comfortable. A trip to Stamford Bridge is never easy. Um, Liverpool making up penalty. Uh, well, not penalty records, so like um, records for 45 minutes most passes, I think, was in the second half. For Something Thiago. like that, yeah. It's like a record that nobody even knew existed until Thiago set it, because, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just because. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did, he did get a lot, like, I think it was 81 passes in 45 minutes or something like that. But he had more touches yeah. in the opposition penalty box in the second half. Or sorry, in the first half than any Chelsea player had in our box. Yeah, in the whole, for the whole game. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Um, but yeah, always good to go to Stamford Bridge, get a win early in the season, and then to follow that up with a home win, and a, and a pretty comfortable home win against Arsenal. Yeah. Um, that's the best I've seen us play. All like um, out, out of those games, very comfortable against Arsenal. Very, well, I think Roy Keane upset Jurgen uh, uh, a little bit by saying they were a little bit, sl- and they were sloppy for that one goal. Like, well, Rob- Robertson, Robertson, the goal it was it, it was poor defending. Uh, so that I think that's what Keane probably meant. Uh, no, he did, and Klopp I think jumped on that. He yeah. he just heard the back end of that clip and then jumped to conclusions. Yeah, um, and and kind of hammered Roy Keane. Yeah, on the video link for Sky. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think I think it was just a bit of a misinterpretation. It was um, quite funny. Like, um, yeah, everyone enjoyed. It. I think it, people enjoyed that, and Kim was like, oh, so that's how I say he gets any wins. He gets seen when he loses." Yeah. That's yeah. Great. I mean, it was it was good. Um, like, so yeah, it was, it was, what you watched the coverage for. Like, absolutely. Wins. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it was all all plain sailing. I thought after the Arsenal game, you know, you've you've won against a newly promoted side, two two of the bigger clubs. You've you've not already... played any Champions League yet. You're fine for that. Like you're straight into yeah. it proper. And then um, yeah, then it was Carabao Cup, um, a nil nil against Arsenal again, and they they also beat us on penalties again. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that is what it is. I don't think Klopp ever really takes the League Cup too seriously, which yeah. he should because our squad is, is pretty sizable and it's a sizable squad but there's a I think there is a bit of a drop off between the first team quality of this top eighteen yeah. and the rest. So it's like kinda like when you play a second string, it's very second string. Um mm. yeah. Um, Although we um we did have the seven two win against Lincoln, although you should mm. you should be beating them yeah. significantly anyway. Like, I think, uh, but I, I feel like the League Cup, yeah. Klopp doesn't like it because it's extra yeah. work for him personally. He doesn't see the point in the extra games. I think it's like too much for. But for teams. the but for the development of players like, like Nico Williams, Nico Williams like uh, Curtis Jones, um, even 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 Minamino right now and Shakiri, who you know the fringe players. It's always good for them to get a, a run of games. Um, and now we don't have that, so, yeah, so it's another season for those fringe players to really, really be lacking a lot of opportunities to yeah. to impress. Yeah, and then our, what happened um, after that? Our, <laughs> our latest game um, really shocked me, really surprised, as it did a lot of Liverpool fans. We didn't we didn't see that one coming. At Everyone all. else probably enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah. I found it quite <laughs> quite amusing. This um, hasn't this hasn't happened on the clock. Yeah, five years. Not like that kind of, not that kind of annihilation. Where uh, where a team just walked all over us, um, really found us out tactically. Just, not in a meaningful um, game anyway. Like I mean, I know uh, City did it at the tail end of the last season, but they beat us five one. But we, we were a man the, down. The Mane, team was done. The the, the league was won, yes. and I think yeah. earlier on another City game when Manny got sent off again was it was it Manny like. Mm-hmm. He's been sent off twice. He kicked Edison in the face. Um, so those are the only times you've ever actually lost significantly, I've noticed. Yeah. Like a game against Barcelona, but you came back in the second leg for that. Yeah. Um, but we were lucky it wasn't more. Villa... Like, this was different. Yeah. Villa were brilliant, um, but we, we also allowed them to be. Mm. We had no pressure on the ball in midfield. They, they just had so much confidence. Every time they won that ball... Um, you just had runners, Greenish, yeah. Barkley. Who's their striker? The one that got uh, Oakley. Uh, no, it begins with a W. Um, I can't think of his name. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that not the one? Who was the one that got the hat trick? Uh, yeah, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But it's, but basically, it's me as well. but <laughs> but basically, the three of them, brilliant, really good from Villa. But um, I, th- you know, I think if it's a four-one, you're just about sort of. Holding on, managed the game, and we just kept doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And every time Villa won that ball, they had runners. Yeah, and we allowed them to to get in behind our defence over and over and over and over again. And you're thinking, just just drop drop a bit deep and just absorb some of that pressure. But no, we kept trying to play the same same way, kept getting punished. Okay, and we did we just didn't adjust. And I thought from 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 Klopp, it was a little bit naive. Second mm. half, but yeah, maybe get a goal early. I mean, is is that been something that's been noticed in Klopp before in the past that he doesn't really change it up? 
uh, when those things yeah. happened. I think it happened in his last year at Dortmund. Yeah. Like when things were not working, he just wouldn't. He was very stubborn. Very stubborn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, fair play to Villa. Maybe a wake up call. You know, we had the Watford defeat last season. Then against Leeds, you know, those sort of results have been cropping up a little bit yeah. more. And I maybe mean, maybe showing our defense isn't as strong. Like, as, I mean, as if you look, I mean, I suppose if you look at the run of form after the the restart, yeah, it was pretty average. Like, yeah. Uh, like up until that, up until that, the the restart, like before the, the breakup, the stop for the COVID, which we will talk about a little bit later in the show. Yeah. Um. Liverpool were immense, yeah. and then you just really needed to kind of get over the line, and in the, in yeah. the, after the restart, you just needed. Yeah. We were superb against Palace in that game. Yeah, and then once the league was wrapped up, it was pretty much all a formality towards yeah, the end of the like, season. Like, um, it through. I think a factor might be like Allison. Allison was out for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an early mistake from Adrian um, and it got, it just it just went from bad to worse from there I don't know if Adrian inspires that much confidence for the back four as much as Allison does yeah I don't think you can blame the rest of that defeat on Adrian it was it was tactically the whole team yeah, yeah it was like the whole team and maybe up top we missed Mane a yeah, little bit. I mean, we we didn't look as fluid going forward. We didn't. Like he goes a know. lot on that left hand side. Yeah, um, yeah. Like it's. I mean, that is a question for Liverpool in general. Is that you've got that trident at the top? Um, yeah. Do you take something out of that? Does it suffer a lot? Do you have the backup? Um, yeah. Which we will talk about. Yeah. In a bit with our yeah. with our, tra- our transfer section. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and obviously now it's made the Merseyside derby an even bigger. It's a big, big occasion. It's a huge game that we yeah. we can't afford to lose. We'll look at like I mean, I suppose that's a good uh, opportunity to go on to talking about Everton's form. Yeah. Um, we so, like ended last season with a bit of a damp squib. Um, initially, product restarted started quite well, but then it just kind of paired out. Uh, couldn't create chances. Uh, we started the season with a bang. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has turned into like got nine goals already in all competitions to ten goals in all competitions, including his uh, debut goal for England. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, Dom. Uh, yeah, that's that's brilliant. It's uh, ten goals in I think six games. I think it is uh, that he's played uh, in all competitions, maybe even five. Um, and has that been due to the new manager, a different I position? Think very much so. The new manager has told him just to be a striker. Yeah. Um, he's. Previously, wanted to drop back, go wide, run, chase, chase balls, and and I think Angelo's just saying, no, get in the box, get yeah. in the box, get in the box. That's what you're good at. Like that's where I want you. Yeah. Leave the leave the running on the outside. Obviously, he's going to challenge for balls, and like he runs a lot. Like Dominic Carvalho's got an engine, like a he's a like properly good engine on him, um, and he's been I think very key. Uh, our new signings, uh, which we will get into, that they they've been I mean, excellent. All the three major ones of Takuri. Uh, James uh, Rodriguez and uh, Alan, uh, they've been like a fulcrum of the the new look, and they've really pushed us on. All the other players have risen. Won every single game we played in the Carabao Cup. Obviously, winning the two games against uh, Salford and uh, Fleetwood. Won them both fairly comfortably. Won three 0 The other one five two. But a little bit of a scare in the Fleetwood game. Thank you, Pickford did make a big error in that game. He got a bit nervous. The ball got passed right to me. Fluffed it, uh, they scored from it, and then they they kind of scored another one as well. It was just a, like so, it just wasn't. It was poor from poor from him. But overall, it was a very comfortable game. First half of that game, it was 
complete dominance. That was so that was one kind of thing. We won the Tottenham game. Uh, that's that a really impressive result to go to, to, you know, to go to Spurs and we're not very good at going away. No. everyone knows. Uh, everyone away are not good. Going to London probably even worse. Uh, we went to London and we just we were the better team. It was it was still a fairly tight game. There wasn't a lot of chances, uh, but every time Hamez got on the ball, uh, it looked like he would make somebody or get out to the left hand channel for Richarlison running on, and then. Aside from Jose moaning about the ball being like two yards ahead, the free kick in and Dom like rose about thirty feet high. <laughs> yeah. And just bullet header top corner, no chance to the keeper. And from there it just kinda like we've went on, we won the cup game. Yeah. He's uh, great in the air. As well. He's excellent in the air. Which is like, what he I wins everything. He's like we've yeah. got one of the highest win uh, sort of I think if we have Adrian in goal, which I think we will for the derby, that's an area that Everton should probably look at exploiting. Yeah. Because a keeper that's low on confidence has got a mistake in him. If Everton decides to just bully him, put part of the pressure on, yeah. you could you could I mean, get something. We do have a good set piece yeah. record as well. You could um, really you could really cause us problems. There. That's where I, that's where I see you. I mean, with, with the likes of, I think it would be stupid not to exploit it. Um, yeah. Like. Uh, well, like what well, like with um, Kepper with Chelsea when. Um, he was he was really suffering from lack yeah. of confidence. We were just pressing, 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 yeah. knowing that he would he would probably crumble he, and eventually, and, eventually, and, 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 yeah. and eventually he did, yeah. and just pass the ball straight to Mane I mean, back of the net. That's another aspect of our play recently as well. Like uh, Michael Keane's getting among the goals. Mina yeah. scored. Uh, so you have multiple goal scorers. Um, their defenders are scoring goals. Um, in the the league games we won beat Crystal Palace two one fortunate penalty in that one so that's probably the closest game we've yeah. had um we beat West Brom four one and again another big victory against Brighton as well uh, the five two game it's just like yeah we just we're scoring goals we're scoring goals it, issue at the moment we are conceding goals uh, but the team always they don't seem to like they seem to when they get pulled back or the other team score yeah. they just say oh we'll just score another one and that's how it seems to be at the moment yeah. it doesn't kind of the team don't draw back and I think maybe not having fans there maybe that is actually they don't have the the Goodison Park crowd can be very good getting back behind the team when the team are pushing them on but yeah. at the same time they can be really kind of like aggressive uh, kind of get on the team with the team's not doing well and yeah and so, so you're free from that pressure from, so Maybe that's something to do with it. Um, Maybe. I mean, all the parameters are different right now in football, right? Yeah. So it's just a, a bit of a chaotic time yeah, like, in, in general. So, so Is that why teams are scoring so many goals at the moment as well? Like, it, it could like the defender's not there. And no, it could be a factor, uh, like concentration yeah. and, yeah. you know... It feels more like a training game, yeah. perhaps a bit more. So. Yeah. Um, and it's thrown up some really interesting results. And I, I think at this point we don't even... Have a clear front runner for the league. Yeah, well, who's the, I mean, who's well. a, who's the favourite? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, also, I think Liverpool are still the favourites. I mean, I would love, I would love nothing more to see it. Uh, City don't look like they've improved. No, they still look they've got mistakes in them. They, look, they still look like they're gonna throw games away they shouldn't throw away. Uh, yeah. They'll just lose games from here, here and, the, and they won't win the league if they're doing that. Even no. with Diaz, I don't know if he's the answer. I'd love uh, to see a neck and neck tie race with Liverpool Everton. I mean, it obviously, that's be, the dream. It would like, be fantastic. Uh, for, this pod, for the purpose of this podcast as well, it would be, the, it would it'd be, be the wonderful. It would be amazing. Like, if, season one of the if podcast. If we're 30, so, 30, uh, 30 games in uh, and 
and, and we're sort of level yeah. pegging. Like, I mean, that would just be that would be phenomenal. But like a reform going into the into the derby, like as I say, hundred percent record. Liverpool still started the season fairly well apart from that game. I think it's a must not lose to Liverpool. Yeah. It's a it's a perfect opportunity. To it is a good so It's a good so. um, We lose that. That's two games. That's in two a row. games in a row. I think we lost two games last season. Yeah. Over thirty eight games now. Five games in, you lose two games already. Yeah. It's it's damaging. Yeah. So, um, you know that doesn't bode well for the rest of the season. To lose to your neighbours, obviously never good. Also, but two defeats in a row, a seven two defeat, and then I don't think if. If we lose to Everton, it'll be heavy, but just a loss, a loss to your neighbours yeah. is, is just never a good thing for for morale and yeah. and whatever. I mean, as an Everton fan, we've kind of like I mean we've had games where we've been in form, we've went into a derby, and then the the, the game where Arriga scored that last minute winner, like <laughs> winner after like Pickford's real first big error for Everton. Yeah, I think that was, and that's yeah. his form is kind of like. But the biggest went with that was errors. Ninety six uh, minutes away at Anfield. Ninety six minutes. I mean, you you're doing really well. Played really well, and we both watched the game together. Um, and and like the so that to half and it was like, I couldn't believe what you're watching. No, um, it was crazy. It took it took like three seconds for that to we kick in. We played well that game, and <laughs> it was just ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's the only we can say. I think it's like, it's a really difficult game to call. I think if I if I had to, I'm. I, I would say Score draw. a high <laughs> a high score and draw. Yeah, yeah three, I reckon three. like a three three something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. At the moment, uh, it's it's very kind of hard. Like obviously, with the history of Everton, we have a habit of going into these games with a lot of confidence, and then it kind of comes back and bites us. There is a there is a there's a hoodoo. Like it's like when you've not won against a team for a while, especially with your local. The local derby, it's the big, it's, it's a monkey on the back. Uh, yeah, you can't. You when can't was get the away last from that. win for Everton in the derby? Uh, it was uh, two thousand nine. Was it the FA Cup? Um, it you knocked us out of the FA Cup. Um, yeah, it was. I remember it was a one no victory. And it's been twenty years since we've won at Anfield. Yeah, it's been long time since Anfield. Yeah, uh, even more than you years. get a win at Anfield. This uh, whole, no, this whole not time. The whole time. Uh, I remember the I remember the FA Cup one because it was nil nil and ITV's coverage cut out and then yeah. it just went blank and then about thirty seconds later it kicks back in and the cameras on the Everton fans celebrating. Yeah. So they they, they missed the goal for the coverage. Like, so what? <laughs> like, what happened? So all the Everton fans at home obviously as it tuned back in yeah. realised they'd scored. But I remember that one well because everyone was complaining because it ended one nil. Yeah, so fix. We, we missed. We missed the, yeah. the one part that we wanted we'll, to see. We'll take any victory, any way yeah. it comes, even if we don't get to see it. But um, um, but I'm really looking forward to. It. Are you going to get up at four thirty to watch? I think I will. Yeah. Uh, the team's been playing well. We've got players now like James Rodriguez. He's played in El Clasico. He's played for Munich. He's played. All across Europe and a lot of big derby games. He knows he's a big experienced player. These yeah. are the games that those type of players thrive on. Yeah. Um, Alan as well. He's played in the the uh, for Napoli. He's played a lot of big games in the Champions League. Yeah. Um. So th- those two players, especially, I think, are really gonna like, hopefully, like add, like that kind of big game experience to the team and games like You've that. You've got Richardson in there. He he he's actually got a good record against Liverpool. Yeah. He's got scored quite a few yeah. like a, a few decent goals. He's got he's got goals usually on the losing side, but uh, when he like the five two game last season, and he scored with uh, Arigi Shakiri yeah. that one, yeah. 
Um, because we had one, in the, I get confused, but we had one in the FA Cup with the kids. Yeah, that was just like everyone started well in that game, and then the second half just didn't turn up. Yeah, like uh, like they had chances in the first half, looked like they were in control. That was the one just, where uh, Everton, uh, Everton fans were calling into Talksport angry. Yeah, just really like angry. What the players like yeah, doing? Like, because, uh, like they should be managing that game professionally. Yeah, it just wasn't a professional yeah. performance. Yeah. But yeah, we go into that game, full of confidence. Obviously, I'm nervous. Uh, yeah. And with Liverpool losing so, and so badly, it's kind of like it's a perfect opportunity. It's, it's that chance where, they, like, yes, they're wounded, but also they're they're the wounded animal, and you have always beware. Like yeah. the, the cornered wounded animal, like they're gonna want to bounce back, and the what chance of a game to bounce back in. Uh, against yeah. your rivals to get the confidence back, it's like they're gonna want to come back and prove that that it was a blip, uh, it was a nothing. Like so, they're gonna be motivated. Liverpool will be motivated. We'll be motivated. We'll, so we, we we'll can't go into it. it thinking that uh, Liverpool are there for the taking. Yeah, uh, they're definitely gonna be very up for the game. You know what? As well, we win this and we win it well. All's forgotten and we move on. Yeah. Basically, lose it and it's a big lose it and it's that, a big that defeat that yeah. defeat against Villa. Is also then magnified because yeah. then it's like, like what's okay, okay, we yeah. have we have a problem now. Yeah, we have an issue. Yeah, clearly something. something, there. something is it more wrong. We win. You've got the league over. The, you've you've yeah. got that league hoodoo of thirty years. Like yeah. not winning it. You've won it now. It's like ah. Oh, now I'm a bit more personally on a personal level. I'm a little bit more relaxed this season. Mm. Um, well, you don't have to win. Like, I, there's not the pressure to win. Yeah, anymore, not like. not seeing us lift the title my whole lifetime, and now now seeing it and getting that sort of off my back. I'm. Maybe you were born in the year that you last won the title. Yeah, uh, I was born eighty nine. We won it in ninety. So technically, technically, yeah, so I, you, you I, never watched it. But I, yeah. I never witnessed it. I mean, um, I was born. I'm a couple of years older. I, I was born the same year. Uh, we won in eighty five. Like, yeah. So it was like that was kind of like our last. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, so like it was tough, you know, going going to work, working with Man United fans, you know, even on the playground at school. Uh, Liverpool shit. You're never gonna win the league. You haven't won the league in this many years. Blah blah blah. Like you know, watching United dominate everything in my childhood. Not so, the so you know, <laughs> yeah, and just it was, it was not those words as well. I think read hurt a lot of yeah, Liverpool fans because yeah. it happened. Because it happened, like, yeah. Uh, when Fergie said we're going to knock Liverpool off the perch, they they did. And they did. Um, yeah. So now to get that back and see Man United suffer, uh, yeah, I think I'm, it's I'm just quite sweet for it. Them, is right? it is a sweet time. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying everything under Klopp, and I'm just a little bit more relaxed. I don't stress so much. Like if we lose. It's not the end of the world because if we don't win the league this year, you're not going to have everyone go, oh, next year, next year. It's yeah. your, you know. Well, so that, like that, that was a nickname I changed here in our football yeah. group on uh, Facebook. <laughs> next year's our year. And I did that last year. So sorry to all, every other uh, United fan and also all the other toffees out there. It's my fault. I jinxed it. Uh, it next year was his year. Yeah. Uh, and like that was my fault for I touched wood at the time uh, <laughs> and yeah um, I take I, I put my hand up for that one yeah. I apologise but I am I am enjoying this era it's it's sort of easy to just sort of get caught up and be like you know this is it now take it for granted right yeah um, and you've won the Champions League recently as well won the Champions so. League and then this uh, era right now I think what we're living through you'll, you'll look back in 10 years and go ah once you know, once Klopp's gone and moved on, you go. That was the golden era for, yeah, for us, and like yeah, yeah. it's just about sort of 
relaxing a little bit, enjoying it, taking it in and being like, no, no, what, what we have right now at Liverpool is a good setup. We're I think getting an FA Cup would be good. For it'd be nice to get a domestic like, trophy like, because you want you want all the trophies. I mean, also you've got the the cup, the yeah. the World Club Championships and the Super Cup and stuff like that. But they're like to English fans, FA Cup. And yeah, the, and the league are the two ones. Like yeah, so you get an FA Cup in there as well. I mean, you win the full kind of lot, the Carabao Cup, League Cup. It's not the end of the world. You don't yeah. win it, but like yeah. getting the FA Cup in there. To Kind of like complete the major ones. Yeah, I think that would be very big for Liverpool. It'd be in the nice. Next couple of years. You know, and then if you get a couple more trophies under your belt, Klopp moves on. I think yeah. that's a happy time. I think it's maybe Steven Gerrard comes in after that. You know, that's uh, that was been the top for the last couple of years. He's doing his kind of apprenticeship at Rangers. Yeah, uh, but I feel like we've really switched places with United. Yeah, not that not that we're dominating the league in the way they they have under Fergie. We're not there yet. It's still early, and Klopp needs yeah. to be at the club for probably fifteen years for that for that to happen. Yeah, I mean the the but thing even with you know with under Fergie is like when they did have a lot, they came back every time. They they recycled so yeah. many times. Yeah. Um, and but that's that's what Liverpool will have to be able to do is like when their cycle of this current team comes yeah. in, they need to be able to bring in. You'll have a lull, and then you'll have another. Will you be able to bring in re? Regenerate, recycle that. I don't know. A new if, team. Yeah, but like, I don't quickly. know. Or if, will it just be a spur? Yeah. Like a one off? I don't know or if not, you're going like to get a, years and then it's done. Like a 15 year period of dominance anymore. No. Anyway. Like, I don't uh, think. Because managers don't hang around, clubs aren't patient enough. And will, but will you be up there for those 15 years? That's a question. Or were you going to go back for your finishing anywhere between second and seventh again? Like, is it going to be yo yo? Like, yeah. For years? Who knows? Like, uh, Who knows? I'd like to see Klopp at the club for as long as possible. He seems that type of manager would, like, he, he does seem, like, he likes being at a club. He was at Dortmund for seven years, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, he's signed till 2024, so, I mean, you're looking, he's been in here five years, so you're looking four more years. If he's there for nine, he might just call it around ten, and, and then... He doesn't seem like a, like one of those, you know, those, uh, like, super clubs, like the, the commercial club type of, like, Liverpool are fairly big commercially, yeah, obviously, yeah. but some of them are a bit more organic. Slightly organic about it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the same way, like as Everton, like uh, compared to you, like those kind of like super those commercial clubs, like United, uh, Real Madrid, and, like, uh, Barcelona, kind yeah, of like yeah, the, yeah. The, the, like the Bayern Munich. I don't think he'd go to Bayern Munich. Can he? The only th- place I do think he may go to is the national Germany team. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Full. I agree with that. I think yeah. he would fancy that, um, and he'd probably be very good at it as well. I think he'd enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, so, um, yeah, so yeah, I am. I am sort of reveling in uh, United's disappointment at the same time. I think because it's the fact that like, we're on top and they're they're suffering. It's not like we're in a title race with them. We're edging them. It's like yeah. we are up here on top. And they're way down. And United are way down. And it used to be the reverse. Yeah. Basically, all my lifetime, I've seen United win and win and win, and we were always fourth, fifth, sixth. Would it be nice to be in a title race with them? Though, I would love to beat them. I like, would and love like, that. Like. Before we meant it was a few years ago when I think United won it with many odd points and Liverpool. We had eighty six. Any other season they would have. Yeah. I think they would have won it in, the, in that period. It was enough to win the league in the last five yeah. years. But then yeah. you finish second and United won, and I think it happened with Arsenal as well. Um, but to be involved in a title race with United. I would love and that. And then yeah. beat them. Yeah. I think that would be big uh, for Liverpool fans. Like also being involved with the, with Aaron. Head to head, obviously, you know, I think we both won that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's the dream. Yeah. Uh, we started well. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So I don't, I don't think. No, listen, it's that's very... not the year. Of, 
obviously we're winning, like, let's no. not do that, but this is not the year where we're aiming to challenge for the titles, and we don't know who will, I mean, but it started well, like, like so just enjoy it, that's enjoy how they, it, every, exactly. everyone fan is doing it, yeah, we're yeah. enjoying it, we're playing well, let's just keep enjoying it, let's not get ahead of ourselves, let's not, let's not look at the past, just enjoy the present. Uh, but that's, that's and you've got a top, top, top manager, yeah. well, I mean, I mean yeah. it's got to be an exciting time for Everton right I now. mean, everything about Moody's class. Yeah. Uh, he's just so calm, collected, he's so, ex- he's so experienced, so experienced. Yeah. he says all the right things. Yeah. I mean, except when he was asked about the Luke Garbutt and uh, on, on like a, one of the, it was they through a media on the on the laptop uh, to an interview. Uh, right. And it was like, oh, Luke Garbutt's leaving, he's been released. And he was like, who? Oh. <laughs> and Luke Garbutt hadn't been at the club for years, he's been on loan, he's 26, 27 years old. Right. Uh, he's, he's been on loan all season, so he's never met him, probably, because he's been on loan all sure. season. Yeah. And he was asked about him, and I, I don't think he heard, and he just went, who? <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, every Everton fan, every, every fan uses that meme now, or the gif of him saying that for anybody that comes up and then we're like, who? Like, who's that? And we enjoy that. It's like quite funny. That's I think it's like, but well, it's understandable, but he's always saying the right things. He's always saying how much he enjoys the area, the beaches, and like how he wants to stay here and take us in the new stadium. It's, obviously he knows how to say the right things. He's yeah. an experienced manager, but he's, he, he, it's every, nice to hear. Like every Everton fan, just like, it's like, like, you know, it's like, oh, we love you. Kind of like, he's, like yeah. he's just like, it's the perfect thing. He never says the wrong things. So he buys into the club. Uh, he's, he's happy working with Marcel Brands, the director of football, who seems to be getting the, they seem to be getting the signing dynamic right finally and get rid of the, the Deadwood dead yeah. that's kind of been yeah. hanging on. It's been our main problem, the Deadwood. We'll get into that in the transfer roundup. So that's a form. Yeah. Do you want to go right into the transfer roundup? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's, jump in. let's jump let's in. Jump in. Okay, so um, so where are we now? Transfer window, international the international closed. window has closed, so we can't sign any players from the same league or from other international leagues in yep. England. Uh, we can still sign players from the lower divisions, like the championships, up until the sixteenth. Um, so players, everyone have signed. Alan signed from Napoli. Like so many figures have been banded around. I think it was started. It was gonna the initial cost was only thirty five. I think it ended up at twenty five million. Okay. Uh, I mean, he was linked with uh, PSG yeah. for north of £60 million pounds okay. just a year ago. So, and what position? Uh, defensive midfielder. Yeah, uh, okay. Proper, you know, gets in the face. He's, he's like, you know, like, he's... He's a hustler. He's a hu- Like, he's, yeah, yeah. he gets in there and does yeah. the work, and he's like, you know, he's he's not going to let anybody in his midfield kind of sit, like, uh, relax. He's always going to be on people. Uh, he wins the ball. Um, he's got the Cooney, uh, £20 million. Roundabouts, um, runner. That's the first thing you say about him. You box to box. He's your box to box midfielder. Yeah. And you you get bad tackle. He's got such. An, he's a very good engine again. Like he will go all over the pitch. The amount of distance he covers in a game. Yeah. Good Same from. Good passing. Same from Watford. From uh, Watford. Yeah. 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 Um, always been Watford's one of one of Watford's best players. Uh, yeah. Quite underrated in the Premier League, I think. We've been linked to him for years, uh, a couple of years now. Right about the 40 million mark, so again for 20 million, uh, 27 years old, so right in his prime. Yeah. Um, like obviously with Alan, he's a little older, 29, so it's like, oh, I don't get much ba- uh, value on that, but we're buying him for the now. Uh, you're buying him, like, you're not paying huge, huge fee. 25 is a lot, but like, um, I think if you get 
those years from the next three years from them, you're getting what you want from uh, it's, it's so it brings the rest of the team forward. Yeah. Then um, the big one, uh, the, the the transfer coup, the window. Um, originally it was valued around about twenty. They were talking about twenty million pounds, and then it was reported on the BBC it was actually twelve million. Oh wow! As it turns out, it was nothing. Oh. James Rodriguez from Real Madrid on a free transfer. I know a lot of people said, "Oh, he's had injuries in the past," and that. But if you actually, if you look at his numbers, other than his injuries, they're elite level mm. um, in terms of goals and assists. He ranks in like the top five in Europe. Uh, so to get him, and it was primarily because of Carlo Ancelotti. That's the reason why we got Alan. That's the reason yeah. why we got Hamis. He's the one. He's he's the. He's the magnet that's bringing these he, big players. want to work at the room. want to work for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. so, again, and, and from the start, he's already scored three goals. I think he's got like, no, four goals. Uh, three or four. And yeah. he's got three or four assists already. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, well, that's... And he's the t- amount of touches he's had per game, passing percentage is like 90, 90% plus. It's just like, and every single touch he has. Players are scared to get near him because he'll yeah. just drop his shoulder and they'll... Like get away from them and he'll spread out, or he'll just do a really simple touch just to take somebody out of the game. There was an assist, not an assist, but like a, a key involved in one of the goals where he intercepted the ball with a back heel flick in midair, flicked it onto straight into the to courier's pass, so then the then on went up, went to score. Yeah. That. It was just like he literally intercepted it with a back heel, like <laughs> and flicking it in there as he was running the other way. Yeah, in one it motion. Just like one motion. Yeah. Just like yeah. it's just like the class you see in a player like that is is. Scored his first goal with a nice, beautiful shot in the bottom corner. That's kind of like his trademark. A like his ball into uh, Coleman. So you're making you're making intelligent signings. Yeah, you're, I think you're, making yeah. the signings for them now. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need that so they can bring in the younger players around them, and the, these are gonna like lead these young players into like our other signing uh, we made. We made like young uh, Ingram, a young kid from Sweden. Uh, okay, uh, seventeen years old. Not much to say. I've never seen him play. Men are quite good. Um, we also signed ben, Gon- ben Godfrey on the last day of the international window, although we could have signed him up to the 16th Norwich defender. You might know a lot about being from Norwich. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like he, he's um, been like one of the sort of like the big prospects, 22 years old, uh, centre half, um, about the same height as Mason Holgate, so it's like so quite athletic, uh, so a quick ball playing defender. 25 million, a bit expensive, I think, for who he is and what he is at the moment. Yeah. He's got quite a high ceiling, I think, so we'll see how that goes. And I think the English premium, uh, if you were getting him elsewhere, you'd be paying five million less. Uh, we would get him okay. from Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe in 10 million. Then we, on the deadline day, we got on loan a goalkeeper, uh, Olsen. He's a, Swedish, he's a Sweden international number one keeper. Plays for Roma. He's been a number one most of his career, so like, hopefully he adds a competition. Uh, that's needed for Pickford, which we'll get into, but we're going to go into Liverpool's window before that. Yep. So, the big one being Thiago, I think for us, it was about adding adding quality. Yeah. Like we were talking before, I was saying like it's like he's that possession-based midfielder yeah. that is different to all the other midfielders. Yeah. Uh, well, we had to bring in someone that was going to improve us. Um, you know, on a title-winning side, you, I think you just need somebody that's gonna come in and literally dictate the tempo. Yeah, but also, yeah. and he's got that class experience. But also, um, get the other players sort of on their toes a bit. I think yeah. I think that's what Alex Ferguson, so, sorry, Sir Alex Ferguson, um, used to do really well. 
yeah. in in trying to achieve back to back titles was you that he would just tweak. you bring in one player just to sort of get the dressing room um, to to look up and take take notice and say look what yes, you've you won the title yeah what you've done is brilliant but but we move forward now and you can't you can't rest you know we we want to keep you hungry we want to keep you fighting for your positions and the only way you do that is if you bring someone better yeah. to the other players to then say all right i'm going to keep you over the team yeah, uh, yeah. Like you're not going to get my position the yeah. pitch. and then and then yeah. and then you get the players fighting and and, and you also and, get the ability to rotate um, out yeah. with that because I mean looking at Liverpool's midfield well it's huge we've yeah. got uh, yeah one album Henderson Fabinho even Milner although probably, probably not so much Naby Keita um, Ox is another one Ox is injured right now yeah, I think okay. um, I mean he hasn't even made the bench this this season so um, I mean Milner's always again a bit older so older. like you need to like address that anyway but it is uh, a packed it is a packed out so. area uh, of the squad, um, but now it, I think the the level is very high in all of the players. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say when Alden was like the best, but he puts in player, he puts like, in a shift. They, they work so well together. Yeah. Liverpool's midfield. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing you notice. They complement each other, yeah. and it's like it's not you're not looking at one individual player like you would uh, United Pogba. Yeah. yeah, that's a midfield of individuals. Yes. Um, and whereas Liverpool's, they might not be technically as good as Pogba, but as one. As one unit. They're yeah. like very like irrepress- irrepressible. It's just yeah. like that kind of like force that kind of just drowns their teams out, really. Like, um, yeah. and then they can just get forwards to the attacking players and who yeah. do the magic, like score the goals. Like, there's not a lot of goal scoring from there. Liverpool midfield, but no. it's mainly for the wings, really. Like uh, your fullbacks who are getting the ball into the box yeah. and scoring goals to assist the strikers. Those are the next kind of scorers and assisters in the team. Uh, your fullbacks. Um, yeah, I agree. So, so yeah, he's he's someone that's been brought in. Like you said, he's experienced, can control the tempo of games. He can really just make make a difference, make it make an improvement. Um, and he was he was wonderful against Chelsea. Really, just yeah, just class. Second just, half, just, just, looked, just looks so comfortable. You're just controlling and, the game. Yeah, and you're thinking, you know, what area can can we improve? Maybe, maybe in defence, we we let Lovren go. Yeah, got a good um, fee from. Was it twenty million? Was yeah, it? went to yeah. Zenit, St Petersburg. Yeah. Um, was it ten? Was it ten or twenty? Like I think it was ten. Maybe I don't know. It was around like fifteen, it was, sixteen. It was, it was, a, good, it was, it was a good like fee. That. Yeah, it was like, decent. Um, uh, like, so maybe I mean, for a player that. It's kind of a, a little bit of a joke figure at times, uh, but like your Edwards is his name, uh, the director of football there. He's very good at getting money. In, yeah, uh, he's his net spend. Like, when you look at all the outgoings, like getting getting like, good money for Dominic Solanke, uh, eBay. Um, yeah, Jordan Ibe, uh, uh, eBay. Yeah, eBay. <laughs> um, Ibe. Yeah, and Brewster just went to Sheffield United as well. Yeah, was another twenty odd million. Yeah. Um, and these are players I've never played for the first team in Liverpool. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Oh, the ball and it's really crazy. Million, please. And it's then like, um, I don't know how he managed to get these teams to pay it. Um, I'm not sure. And yeah. then um, and then these deals we seem to have worked out over a, sort of a payment plan. Yeah. Seemingly, so we don't we're not paying that money up front. Um, how much was Thiago? Thirty-five million. Was it thirty-five? Yeah. Oh, right. I, I think it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, but happy happy with that one. But you're getting a champ, a proven Champions League winner and a star for yeah. I mean, same uh, same thing. Like I made the joke that he was a a Bayern reject. They were looking to move him on. Yeah. But you know, it's like you're not paying all of it. Yeah. Uh, up front. And he's uh, 29. 29. So I mean, you know, it's the same as the rest of midfield, really, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. We also brought in uh, Diego Jota from Wolves. Now he came in, uh, made his debut against Arsenal. Straight swap for Mane, out yeah. on the left, slips straight straight slips. in. Just no, no just issues, yeah. just looked like he'd been there for for a long time. And he's he's off that level as well. Off like when you brought Mane in from Southampton. Yeah. it's probably at that level when you first brought. So that he's he's a, good for the next couple yeah. of years. Could be like a very good. Yeah, no, a, yeah because left. we yeah Lalana left, um, but we seem to just take players that are good but yeah. not in, not amazing, and Klopp seems to just coach something out of them. Yeah, or coach them the way he wants them to play, and just say this is how I want you to play. And he seems to elevate it, yeah. players to that to that top level. Look at Salah, Firmino, Mane. They weren't world beaters before they joined us. Mm. Andy Robertson, Wijnaldum, you know, and he sort of takes these players that have potential yeah. and just seems to elevate and, and push them on. Um, and I think I think the same thing's going to happen with John. I don't think there's going to be any issues. Yeah. I mean, he's a player I would like to see at like, Everton. Like, yeah. uh, we've been linked with wide midfielders um, or wide attacking midfielders yeah. for... Like, if, if we had signed him, I, would, I wouldn't have complained too much about getting John. He's apparently he's actually an Everton fan. Like, he's, oh, okay. That's a team that he uh, always used to follow um, back home. Uh, so who, who was the other attacker for Wolves? Um, the one that Adama Traore. No, that was one that Liverpool player were linked. Liverpool we were linked with him, yeah. But they're centre more their centre forward because around him in Yeah, him People I've seen online saying maybe we should have gone for him as a as a swap out for Bobby. Yeah. Just very different safety striker though. Very much more traditional number nine. Yeah. But I think if you if you take Bobby out that team, you lose a lot of. Well, he makes a lot of space. He works hard. He tracks yeah. back. He sets that press. He he really gets in there and harasses and and just covers yeah. a lot of ground and which is which is vital for the way we play. So I mean, with Firmino, I think with a lot of opposition fans, uh, they they reckon how many goals he scores. Yeah. His chance conversion is quite yeah. low. Yeah, um, we'd like to see him get more goals to, 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 to tell you the truth. Like, but we uh, but we we love him. Obviously, obviously, anyone that wants to score more goals will will always welcome that. Yeah. But I think we accept his low scoring form because of what he brings. To the yeah, table. and he does bring quite a lot of assist to the team as well. Liverpool fans always clear. Like, a lot of other team fans will kind of go in and Liverpool and say, oh, he, like, he's, oh, he's a defensive forward. Like, yeah. uh, like Liverpool fans will always say, so we're kind of like, that, like we, other fans make jokes on that. But like, yeah. I think it's somewhere in between. Like He's not the the, the best striker in the world, but like, he does a very good job for Liverpool and how yeah. Liverpool play. Yeah, he, um, he fits he fits our system. Nice that, yeah. yeah, he fits our system well. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think you got a left. Back. We got a left back, a Greek guy, Tomiskas. I think it's a little bit tricky to pronounce. Um, just as cover for Andy Robertson, um, but just because like the amount of games Robertson plays, there's no one else really. Yeah, there's Mil- no, I mean, no Mil- Mil- one, but you don't want him as a left back cover. No, but um, yeah, Greek fella. Um, yeah, seemingly, you've got to trust Klopp. I, I, I'll be honest. Yeah, I never he, heard of him. I think he was linked with another team as well before you actually sign him. 
like he was linked around a few Premier League teams, so it's like obviously he's got a caliber. Like, so I, I mean, don't know I, anything about at, at like this point. Seen him play, at, at this point, I trust Klopp. Yeah. He's brought in. Like, he's and he's your backup, um, so it's like you're not. He's brought in so many players yeah. who either unheard of or sort of yeah. average. I mean, minimals, but uh, I've not really seen anything of that. I've been impressed with, but no, I think he's taking a bit longer to settle. But I mean, he's got the time. It's like it's not like he's yeah. starting kind of thing, and he costs seven million. And he's trying to break into a very, very packed Liverpool yeah. squad. So uh, you know, I think, I, I think, I think we've done all right business, considering we spend eighty percent of that window. Going, yeah, we're not signing anyone. There's yeah. no activity. We seem to get a lot of our business done at the end of the window. Like you're working it. Like it's not. There's no rush to get it done. And I think so. You get good value for. Like, yeah, I think yeah. maybe it's something to do with this, like Michael Edwards and his poker face. Like he, he sort of acts very chilled and like yeah. makes it out where a player needs us more than we need them. We don't come, we don't come across desperate. Yeah. Whereas you look at United and they're scrambling. Well, especially toward the end. And they're not in control. I think, like, I think we we put out this kind of this vibe where it's like. Well, I mean, well, we can take him or leave him. You get back to us. I mean, look at you know, uh, last day of the window, Cavani. I mean, nobody saw yeah. it coming. I don't think that was part of their plan. It just seems very. Chaotic. I don't think they planned to get him in. No. Alex Sellers. I'm not even sure if they planned to get him. They were, this, looked, this, they were they were after Sancho the whole window. This reminds me of what happened uh, at the window. We got like Balotelli. Yeah. And it's like that just we're, stinks of it not being your first choice. Well, your yeah. manager at the time. Um, Brendan Rodgers said we are definitely not in for Mario Balotelli. Yeah. What happens like uh, like ten days later or something like that? Deadline day. Uh, I always wanted Mario Balotelli. Well, it, <laughs> it, it turns out it was, in the end he wanted Alexis Sanchez, who ended up going to Arsenal. Yeah. In that window, and we didn't get our man, and we'd well, lost we'd lost uh, we'd lost Suarez, Sturridge was showing um, signs of, of injury and so we'd, we'd pretty much lost all of our goals and then you're going right well we've got European football we, you know we need something and you go well Balotelli he's been proven he scored goals you know Brendan Rodgers I think arrogantly probably thought I can tame him I yeah. can I can, I can mould him into the player I want I don't think he wanted them and then he was like you know what he's a good striker I think I can make I can make him work uh, and, and it just never worked on the off at yeah. all Balotelli really frustrates me yeah so much talent none of the application yeah, well we you know kind of like if you look at the if we want to go into outgoings uh, like um, like recently we Moise Keane our big signing from last season 27 million went on loan to PSG oh wow uh, yeah for on deadline day they're paying all those wages. There's no um, agreed fee or anything like that. There's, like, there's no fee. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully he does well. Maybe they sign him at the end of it. Um, it not really worked for him. Uh, he's not been able to get into the team ahead of Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin. Um, they're doing the business, so that's understandable. He's not really been consistent enough when he has come off the bench. He's infamous subbing off a sub after 90 minutes against United. That was a big low for him. He's got talent. There's no way that Juventus had him. We wanted to pay twenty seven million. Ajax were very interested in signing him when they uh, sold Delic to Juventus. They wanted him part of the deal, uh, and now PSG have taken him on loan as their essentially backup striker uh, to Icardi, and they've got quite a lot of Italian players in the team, so I think it will fit him quite well. Yeah. Uh, he'll probably play more at PSG surprisingly because he will be direct backup to Icardi as their centre forward. 
and they've got backups to Neymar and, and, and Mbappe, but he will be a Cardi's like direct backup, I think. And he will play against the lower teams in the French League in the cup games, uh, while the Cardi's playing Champions League. Yeah. And that'll be the games they'll expect him to do well. Um Cavani went to United, a surprising one. Um but other outgoings, we've had quite a lot of young players going. Theo Walker went back on loan to Southampton. Oh we did? So like we're paying half his wages, so that kind of does a job. We're still looking to get a few players like Balassi and Besic out. Hopefully, either they go abroad or outside of Europe for the likes of Balassi maybe, and Besic should be able to get a championship club. A few younger players have left. Overall, we have reduced the our overall wages. Yeah, well, I think that was a big aim this season. Get some players out. Uh, well, if you can reduce, reduce your wages though, and uh, increase your league finish, that's that's kind of like our first out. I'd be happy with six. Still, even after the season, if we could finish six, I'd be very happy. That would yeah. be like a big step up from where Everton we need to be up there. I think Everton have associated them with sort of mid-table mediocrity for too long. Yeah. And you've got to remind people, again, we're a big club. Yeah. We were we were a big club. We always have been. And we're, we're just got a big sleep- fan base. Yeah, so we're just like, a sleeping giant. You know, it's it's not been good enough for Everton. In terms of the league, league titles, one also was like... Top five in England, kind of thing. It's yeah. like, like, I always think that with with uh, Villa, Newcastle, and Everton are three clubs that historically Leeds as well. Leeds, I mean, obviously yeah. they've been in the league for a while, but but they're the sort of clubs that, by rights, you shouldn't be in the bottom half. Yeah. You shouldn't really be talking about mid table and pushing, pushing for a top half finish. Yeah, you should be around the Spurs level. I would say, like you know, it's like at should least be, but that's close, a, yeah, but not. Quite obviously not as big as the big teams, but it should be around a bit as far as like. I'd say if Everton um, finish high, it's a good it's a good reminder for everyone that you know we're we're back we're back in business with a new stadium on the horizon. I think I think you're looking at a good few years ahead for Everton. Yeah. I think you're in a good position now to to if you can have a good season this season, it's put, puts you in a good position to build on. Obviously, well, that would be the international window closed as well. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, like the main business done. Uh, the domestic window is still open until Friday, the sixteenth. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think you guys have been linked with a uh, goalkeeper. Yeah, Jack. Uh, Butland. Jack Butland or Stoke. Stoke. Yeah. Um, is he an improvement on Adrian? I couldn't say. Like, I, I haven't seen it's it. Been a while. I, it's like, been a while since I've he watched. He was a hot prospect. He was. Um, where did he go from? I think he's just been at Stoke. Stoke the whole time. Yeah, uh, and he's. They went. They went down the championship, and he just. I don't know if he has ever stepped on. He seems like a solid keeper. Is he the number one? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, he was fine out, I think, for a while with a couple other keepers. Um, the thing is, Adrian should. Um, he should be fine, Adrian. But I you think wouldn't want him as your long term. I think keeper if Allison got. I think with goalkeepers, as soon as you make that error, everyone everyone pounces on it. You just you <laughs> just you just need a safe pair of hands. Uh, for for maybe four or five games just to, for them to come in do a job and then you know Allison's waiting in the wings as soon as he's fit he's back in I don't know if it's worth it it seems to me like Allison's not going to be out for that long is it worth the headache getting someone else in getting them integrated then trying to offload Alice, uh, Adrian yeah y- you know and then just for the sake of maybe five games maybe you just take the risk and ride it out yeah. Adrian is solid yeah Overall, for, for for like a five games for spell, how he is, like, but he he does he does have mistakes in him. He cost us the, um, the Champions League run last year yeah. against Atletico, and then he made that early mistake against Villa. 
So but at the same time, he did perform well if he came in at points last season as well. He did like very well in some games. Well, he actually played the first six or seven games for yeah. the club and was seemingly fine. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, this is good. But one that one error kind of can lead to kind of mistakes creeping in and then I think then out for a while. Yeah, it's very harsh on goalkeepers. I think like one mistake. Mm. Your, but yeah, your your number be, two, like so. It's, but Karius was our number. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, he never like he was your number one, and then you loaned him out, kind of like because he was just like I think Klopp lost. Yeah. He, he never publicly said he lost faith, but he lost faith. That's he why he spent seventy yeah, yeah. million on a keeper. Yeah. I mean, we're in a much better. Much better position now with Allison and Adrian than Mignolet and Carriers. Yeah. Like so, yeah. it's not the end of the world. We we still have Van Dijk in the in the defence there. Um, Is there any other issues that they have? Like, would you say that you would like to get addressed? I don't like, think so. I think fairly strongly. Yeah, I think depth is about the only like in the defence. Maybe defensive depth, centre defensive depth. But you've got Gomez and Van Dijk uh, in the middle. And then backup is really matted. So that would um, be a fourth or like a younger guy to well come Well, we've in, got like that the, um, Sepp van der Berg. Yeah. I don't know if he's up there. Is he up there? No. I don't think like, he's there yet. He, like, he, I mean, he didn't even feature against what? Lincoln. I think we had another Williams in. Mm. Um, another young... So maybe we're lacking there a little bit. Well, that's about the only... Yeah. I mean, it's like, in terms of squad depth, I think you for the most part, fine apart from centre back. I don't know about another right back to cover Trent. Uh, and then maybe eventually he'll get he'll get pushed up field as yeah. a higher. I mean, Gomez can play there as well. Yeah, Gomez can play right back. Yeah, that's um, why you do need some cover in there somewhere. Yeah. But uh, overall, I'm pretty happy with where uh, we're at. I think, I think yeah, and then we'll just continue on from from last season with you know now with with added improvements. Um, and just going back to the derby, I think. I read today Mane and Thiago are cleared. Yeah. They have that COVID scare. Yeah. They're they're gonna be they're gonna be, be, be I think you should tell one player that maybe. Nabi is being held in due to a possible yeah. contraction. Yeah. Um, Alison is he gonna be back? Alison's out it's about five weeks away still. Yeah. So I mean we our issues going into the derby. Um Pickford. The th- that was the thing about the window. We went in the window, we addressed our main problem was midfield and creativity from midfield. That was addressed. Yeah. So the goalkeeper wasn't really the glaring issue at that point. It was like, we need to fix that midfield problem. Yeah. We did that. And now the only real issue we have is, as I say, from maybe some depth and like a right back and maybe a right mid, but that, the only real glaring issue is goalkeeper. Pickford's on 100 yeah. grand a week and he signed a new contract the year after his first year just as Brands was coming in, so you never really had anything to do with it. Hundred grand a week, so nobody's going to want to take a keeper that makes errors on that much money. He's uh, got mistakes in him, hasn't he, Pickford? And ever since that Liverpool game, uh, every scoring, but he essentially pammed on at the bar and spammed it. <laughs> There's, he's got. I think he's since then more mistakes than any other goalkeeper in that time. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Like in the Premier League. And England's um, number one as well. And he's like number one. So, he never made a mistake for England. Uh, which is which, has faith in them. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. England, England's goalkeepers don't have a good track record. He did. I mean, yeah. I mean, generally you're expecting it. Like, just wait, wait for the Euros. Every, and every keeper <laughs> makes one at one point. Uh, for every every single one. He seems to be the only one that hasn't so far. Like, you, wait, you wait till Euro's first game. Or, I mean, or we I reach mean, we reach the final and the aim is for him to have a really good game for England and then. 
he brings out a bad temper. But yeah. Like yeah. Eventually they're gonna drop him because if he keeps making mistakes, so everyone that will creep into international. Do they have to train him differently? Uh, do they need to get a new goalkeeping coach? I don't know. Like it's just it's it's just it's fundamental basic errors. It's decision making. Uh, like he, he stays on his line when he shouldn't, or like he'll fumble, make unnecessary mistakes. Well, fumbling, I think, is just a lack of confidence. Lack of confidence, lack of concentration um, as well. I think he gets a bit cocky. Okay. Um, yeah. Like they'll see times when he makes a mistake and then he'll laugh about it. Like if he gets away with it, and it's kind of like yeah, give a cheeky it's, wink. <laughs> it's like kind of like a sign of nervousness because he has gotten away with it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, like. Like whoops, kind of thing. I don't know, just like the way he kind of deals. It doesn't look good for the fans. You're not taking it seriously. Has he kept clean sheets? Uh, this season, I Against think Spurs. the only one was Spurs, yeah. which he played well in, yeah. and it was like, oh, is is he sorting himself out now? Like, yeah. Cause last season, it's like anytime the ball went near him, it was like, oh, it was yeah, yeah. Like you're kind of constantly cringing. And once other teams know that, <laughs> they target him. Teams they target do target him, yeah. you. Like we were probably likely target. Adrian. Yeah, like we touched on earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you, you have to. Like, you have to target the, the team's weaknesses, yeah, exploit them. And he's he made the mistake against Salford, and then it seems to have fallen way back. It just he's fallen back into his old mistake. So, the thing yeah, though, you could, so, you, you could keep a few clean sheets and feel 10 foot tall. Mm-hmm. Go, yeah, I'm invincible. And then one mistake. One, one mistake. You could just got to be mentally strong. You could just crumble, and then every time a ball comes near you, that pressure is so much more present because you know if you fuck up again it's magnified yeah it's just so so much focus on you like look at look at Kepper. yeah and the I mean, mistakes if, that he made and then the whole world is just watching him if you're a midfielder you, know, you make a mistake you lose the ball if exactly. you're a goalkeeper you make a mistake you can see the goal uh, so you're the last line and ultimately you can, can end your career at the club yeah look at Carius. Carius, that mistake in this I mean <laughs> I mean that's a very bit yeah there was obviously making that's a very extreme thing, example but Carius that did killed his career yeah. um, like uh, and that happens in no other position in, in yeah. the game no like, other position does that happen if you're striking you miss and miss and miss you can have a barren run but you can get out of it yeah um, it's whether or not the club keep faith in you but yeah. one big mistake can tank you as a goalkeeper Pickford is at that that line now where you have, have to say, right, I'm going to need to sort myself out. Yeah. Or, like, it's going to go south and he'll just be known as a keeper with a lot of promise and never lived up to it. It's harsh, but that's kind of where it is. Um, yeah. I think a lot of Everton fans are, are kind of... Does this make, make or break season? Uh, for him, yeah. Like, because if um, you've... If you've next season, that'll be the, the position that they'll look to address. Because if you've reinforced everywhere and they're all doing well, the other ten... Yeah. And he's still the one that's costing you. Yeah, if he costs like, us goals, like, uh, like last season, he cost us yeah. more goals than like the, the goals we should have scored. He was the one that cost us more than we should have conceded, yeah. kind of thing. Like if you're serious uh, about stepping up to the next, yeah. you need a top. You need a top because they kept happening with us that we had basically a near perfect squad. Yeah, and then our one weakness was Carrius, and then you're right. We're going to go out, spend big, big money on a top class goalkeeper. Done. I mean, every, every, it, every like, team is doing it. If you look at it, like, um, uh, you have yourselves, Allison, 70 million. Yeah. City went out and they got um, Ederson. Ederson, yeah. Shout um, out Joe Hart. Um, to replace Joe Hart because he can play the game that yeah. Pep uh, Guardiola wanted to play. He, like, uh, he's not the keeper for me. He went out and got the keeper. No hesitation, just went out and got him. Uh, you have Spurs for a long time had a lot of like 
decent keepers the way they've got Hugo Lloris yeah like top French international goalkeeper Chelsea big problems with Kepa they spent 75 million on him most expensive keeper ever uh, and then they went and spent another 30 million this summer on a new yeah, Mendy, Mendy uh, from Edward Mendy from Rennes Oh, um, it was, I think. The, yeah, in the French. In the, he's from he's, the French he's club, a good yeah. keeper. Uh, his numbers are better than everything, Kepa for everything, in terms of like all, all your attributes numbers. So whether he adapts to the English league, that's a question. Don't, don't know. That's a like question. Kepa was good in, really. obviously very good in uh, in Spain. Yeah. Uh, and he suited the Spanish game, maybe that's it. It just doesn't suit the, the kind of crossing nature of robustness of the Premier League. The Premier League's tough. It's very um, it's tough. Keepers don't get a lot of time. No. But yeah, the goalkeeper for us maybe defensive depth for you guys, and that's I think those are the two big. Also, I think we want another right back because I don't think Kenny's really up for it as like a first choice right back. And uh, Coleman's getting older; he's thirty one, uh, yeah. thirty two soon. And we we got a, like a young uh, Nakunku uh, at left back. He's come in the cup games like really good. Uh, yeah. So he's our left back cover. Mason Holkett can play right back as well. Yeah. And the other position would be another player on the right hand side. Uh, like, we, I think a lot of fans want to play with like Saar, uh, Ismail Saar from Watford, or. Um, he was one Liverpool got linked um, with. Herben um, Lozano as well from uh, at Napoli, worked on that as a light before. Yeah. We were previously into a year or so back with David Neres and my ex. I was like, please send David Neres. I really, really want David Neres. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get him. Yeah. Uh, at the time, and I don't think that's ever come back. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it uh, in terms of nurse, uh, transfers and issues. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think uh, productive, busy windows for both clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll just uh, like we're, we are kind of like been rambling on for a while, so we're not gonna like speak for too much longer. Yeah. Uh, do a quick international roundup. I think uh, Scotland and England. Yeah, England won both the games. Scotland won both the games. Yeah, so both quite happy with that. Uh, Dominic Cavalier, yeah. I touched on earlier, scored his first international goal on his debut. Yeah, uh, played again from the start against uh, Belgium. Um, had to play a different roles so with his best game. Yeah, for Mino, two goals for Brazil. Bolivia, yeah, uh, good game, good international break for him. I've not really seen much of other players. The best thing I've seen in this international uh, break is uh, Trent. Absolutely destroying Maguire just going forward, <laughs> and in the, in the training session, there's a clip, there's a clip of uh, Alexander Arnold just absolutely <laughs> mugging off Maguire. <laughs> well, there was big news out uh, United game, the game that they lost. Uh, apparently, the reason Bruno was subbed off was because he absolutely went, you went like, ripped into. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's true. It was a rumor uh, that he went. It's been backed up by like by, by, by different sources yeah. as well. Because like, so, everybody around could hear it. And, it and you saw the are. error that the Maguire made in that game, where he basically hugged Shaw off, they pulled Shaw over, and Shaw was about to try and clear the yeah. ball against Spurs, and then he actually pulled he Shaw away from away. it. They went on to score. And But then the other one was the um, the free kick that was taken quickly by Harry Kane to, yeah. to put through Son. Yeah. One, Harry Maguire shouldn't be given a free kick away there. It was clumsy. No. And then two, he's half he's half asleep. He's still getting up, and he's got to, he's got to 
get in the way of that ball yeah, and like, stop Spurs like taking If they're taking a free kick, you have to jump in front of it. You have to stop it happening. Yeah. Uh, you've got to, like, even if it leads to a booking, you just do it. But that's the awareness you need for an £80 million pound defender. Yeah, well, look at this. You'd expect, you'd expect you know? him to be on yeah. the ball like that. Yeah. And, uh, He's not in the same league as uh, Virgil van Dijk. Like, no, it's for the same money. For the same money, no. paid... They've paid far, far, far over the, the rate for him. Yeah. He's, he, they've made him captain straight off the bat, which is, Evera has publicly criticised the other day there. I've read yeah. he was really going in. All the other saying, like, you made him your captain. You've just signed him. You're going to lose the team. Like, he shouldn't be your captain kind of yeah. thing. And it's quite true. Like, should your new signing just instantly go into being your, your captain? No, they shouldn't. It wasn't it. even captain at Leicester. They so should. Like, they should have to earn it. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah, but it's like one of your longest serving players or your most influential players. Yeah. Like, it should be. Yeah. Some, I mean, I would have probably given it to somebody like uh, Rashford. Fair enough, he's young, but uh, he always kind of like tries to like lead by example. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Gea had it. I think I don't maybe maybe seen as a burden on him, but and I think because they paid so much money, they want to just make a statement yeah. and say, "Look, this is our man now. This is our star. This is our leader. This is." I don't think give it to Pogba, and, and, and they pinned they pinned everything yeah. on Maguire, and he hasn't lived up yeah. to that I, price tag. I don't think, and they they sold their main striker Lukaku, and then brought Maguire. Um, and the sickening thing is actually Lukaku has gone overseas and absolutely smashed, smashed it, it and he's with, like he's actually got a higher goal ratio for Belgium than um, oh, than uh, either Ronaldo or uh, Messi have for their countries oh wow like he's yeah. actually his goal scoring so he was, so he yeah. scored he scored against England yeah um, uh, penalty yeah uh, I think he had yeah. another chance but it didn't quite get yeah. him I like I like that England came back from behind mm. to win you know, Especially against Belgium. Against Belgium, a good strong side. Team, a competitive strong team. game. Yeah. Uh, First half, pretty flat for yeah. England. Just not not offering much. Boring, pretty much. Yeah. Just lackluster. Typical. Felt like a friendly, one of those England games. It's just sideways, sideways, a bit safe, a bit... Yeah. A bit... There's no lethargic. Kind of yeah, thing, a bit yeah. lethargic. Second half, improved. A bit quicker, moving the ball faster. Creating opportunities, um, giving it, giving it a good go, and took the game to Belgium in the end, in the in the second half, and should have been three four one in the end. Yeah, you know, we missed some like, um, really really good chances. Um, Harry Harry Kane, how he missed that header <laughs> to go three one. You 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 know you'd, you expect Harry Kane to score that goal. Yeah, um, um, yeah, and one issue, I think it's been talked about a lot with England fans is this Grealish Southgate thing. Yeah, we. Well, I think it's been the big talking point whether we they know something that we don't regarding Grealish. Does he just not like him? Maybe he doesn't like his haircut. Looks like the way he uh, he pulls his socks down, something like that. Conducts himself, (laughs) maybe his conduct outside Um, of. uh, Like he's been caught a few times doing silly things, like breaking lockdown rules and things. Like drink driving or something Uh, like that. Because like, it seems like Gareth Southgate wants this image of England to yeah, follow. Yeah, very Because he, he's very professional himself. He's a sort very of... Very straight edge. He's, you know... Mike's Pizza Hut, not Domino's. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the man that... You're a 96 um, reference, though. Yeah. But he's, <laughs> anyone older he's the man that the FA love because he's sort of a, a straight-laced professional man, isn't going to 
cause any sort of bad bad reputation. Yeah. Um, which it's the FA like, you know, he's not Sam Allardyce. He's, <laughs> like, you know, and pension way and talking about transfer bunks. Yeah, and so basically, I think he wants his squad to follow suit in terms of that maintain that level of professionalism, and um, maybe there's something in there that he. He's seen from Jack Grealish that he yeah. just doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't like because he, he he was forced into picking him. Yeah, when he dropped Maguire from the squad. Yeah, well, he, well, he dropped a, a couple of the couple of COVID tests. Yeah, Harvey was it Harvey Barnes? Yeah, he, like he had to pull out the squad. And was it John? Was, was it Stones? Um, in Iceland, took took that took that girl back. To oh his no, room I think it was, a, it was a two young. It was a two younger lads in the squad. Uh, the United player uh, Greenwood. Ah, um, oh, Greenwood, mate. I completely yeah. forgot who it is. But anyway, but they got S- Southgate's, out, Southgate's uh, hand got forced, and then he yeah. went, well, the pressure's too much, I just have to pick Greenish. Oh, so uh, Phil Foden. Phil, Phil Foden, that's the yeah. one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically. Two lads from Manchester took a girl back to the hotel, yeah, broke yeah. the rules, right. uh, they get sent home. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that, kids, forced, you know. that forced Southgate's hand, and then every time he's put Greenish, subbed him on, we've played better. And yet he still wants yeah. to start him. And he started him in the game, in the 3 0 game that you won. In the, oh, Greedish did start. He did start that uh, game. Um, he played very well. He assisted the goal for yeah. uh, Calvert Lewin, in fact. Greedish can't do much more. He just has to keep playing well. Yeah. Um, keep forcing his hand. If like, he doesn't pick him, he doesn't pick him. Yeah. Like, he can keep doing well for Villa. Um, as long as he keeps doing that, his chance creation and numbers and like assistance stuff like that are, are as good as any other England midfielder. Uh, so it should be in there. Yeah, we'll see. England, England don't look bad. I mean, England, England always seem to do well in the qualifiers, and then it's when the major tournaments come up. Really, yeah, same, same uh, story for us. As a Scottish person, like we don't do well, so it's always good to see England not <laughs> turn up at major tournaments. Yeah. Uh, we've won. We've not lost in seven games now. We've five wins and two draws I think it is so it's a good run most of the wins have been scraped victories like 1-0 just the last game against Slovenia and then we would beat um, uh, Israel on penalties 5-4 um, yep. not giving away too many chances as well uh, fairly solid we don't have any real centre-halves yep. so um, that's from the big issue with Scotland but other than that I didn't see the game so uh, I won't talk too much about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the international football. Um, we'll probably get more into that and stuff like that in other pods. Uh, we don't want to kind of cover too much at once in the first one. Uh, yeah. We just want to kind of give you an intro. Yeah. We'll and then I think I think we're just going to sort of wrap up here and end by just sort of talking generally about the circumstances and, and how we found ourselves in. and, and uh, why how, the season started so late it's October now and how the Premier League's actually just going to play out generally generally speaking I, 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 I feel like no fans in stadiums no fans in stadiums things but they're allowed at theatres yeah that's a lot a big thing in a lot of people annoying people uh, open stadiums uh, against closed theatres uh, why can't working class fans go and it, it feels like a kind of working class upper class kind of thing where the upper class can go to the theatre and the working class can, cannot go to the football like it feels like a bit of a divide in that class like yeah. oh we're, the, we're doing it the people in power are doing it for their mates but and also it's because it's, it's outside I mean I don't see why like 2,000 fans couldn't go to games like like a yeah. select bunch of season ticket fan holders well, they like, do a draw 
They've done it. In, they do it. I mean, England's in a worse state than Germany. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, as is Scotland. Yeah. It doesn't have many fans at games yet. The lower leagues are really suffering. Oh, uh, the smaller uh, clubs are going to be really hit hard. Like, like, I think teams will go out of business. Um, well, we're, we're like, starting to see it. I think um, a few teams have a few teams have folded. Who is it? Berry. Mm. Berry FC. I mean, but they've I already been struggling before COVID. That's before thing, COVID, like, yeah. I think there's already already huge disparity. Uh, I think yeah. I think what Berry needed to bail them out of trouble was pretty much Raheem Sterling's wage for yeah. one week. Makes sense. So, that, so yeah. you see that the, the the levels of wealth inequality there is is starting to yeah. affect I mean, um, affect these lower league clubs. I mean, also, and 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 people lose jobs. It's not it's not the football players either. It's um, caring staff. It's um, Gunnar Soros. Mm. That's Arsenal. Arsenal making fifty one members of staff redundant. Uh, they intend to bring they intend to bring them back but like like somebody who's worked with the club for like 30 years as their yeah. mascot yeah. and they've just went, and went out and signed Thomas Party for and like a 300,000 a week contract for 50 million and you're letting go of a guy who's probably on like a fraction yeah. of that per year maybe 20,000 a year yeah. uh, not 300,000 a week or even like 20,000 a week you know 20,000 a year um as a mascot, just keep him on the books. Like, he's, he's a figurehead, you know? Is that get, why they get, got rid of him? Like, well, to cut costs, they got rid of cut 51 costs. members of yeah. staff that could all easily be paid, covered by that. And, and yes, I know players are the thing that make the football clubs. Football's about players, but these staff are integral. And these, yeah. these are people who, when they lose a job, that's, that's their income. They're, they're working care and they're working in the, the retail's departments and the offices and stuff like that yeah. they have no money to fall back on yeah so even the big clubs are doing that those issues before the break some clubs kind of made missteps with furloughs i think that was just like they were they thought it was the right thing to, to do the fans didn't like it they got called out and they all and to their credit they all went back and they all backtracked uh, yeah like it's yeah. like i'm not going to go into ripping into liverpool for that like they made the decision <laughs> The their fans called them out of it. Other fans called them out of it, and they said, "Okay, hands up, we shouldn't have done that." And yeah, you know, like they they did the right thing. Um, so how do you see the football playing now? Uh, well, I mean, also it's behind closed doors at the moment. Uh, hopefully, get fans back in the stadium. Hopefully, uh, by the get, end of the year. we get all of our tough away days. Well, the thing is, you like <laughs> looks like we're gonna play a Goodison twice empty in a row, uh, and then the fans they never know that the well the fans will be back in for the Anfield game, and that. If that happens, should the league kind of say, well, you're going to have to have a closer to 50-50 split, maybe not 50-50, but like 64 uh, or 70 You should probably take the whole of the Anfield road end. Like, like a bigger away allocation, like, just like to make it FA more Cup. fair. Yeah. Because yeah. neither team have fans in one, and then one team having all the fans in the other. It's kind of, you know, well, it like, can. It can be the difference. Yeah. But I think it's just a chaotic time in general. Nobody knows what's right? happening. No one knows yeah. what's happening. I think that's why you're seeing freak, I mean, you're seeing freak results. I mean... 7-2, Villa-Liverpool. I mean, should we have an Spurs 6, United 1, or United 1, Spurs 6. Yeah. Um, Leicester 5, Man City 2. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, we're four games in, and we're seeing these like huge... Massive scores. Huge, you know, yeah. Chelsea 3-0 down at half-time against West Brom. Yeah, or even um, the Liverpool versus Leeds game, the first game, seven, four, seven goals. Seven goals. I mean, uh, it, it's entertaining. I just feel, I feel like, quite sad for the fans that are missing out on all of this. Imagine you're a Leeds fan, 
first time in the Premier League for 16 years, mm. first game back away at Liverpool. Huge get, huge day. F- I mean, for you as a fan... Well, look at the Liverpool fans not really getting to see their team in the stadium lift the trophy. Lift the trophy, you, you've missed all yeah, that. Yeah, they had like a... If you're, if you're a Spurs fan... In the city center that day, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that was always going to happen. Yeah, that was but, but if, you're, if you're a Spurs fan in like, the away end at Old Trafford, you've missed out on seeing them smash United, yeah, 6 1. Like that um, didn't happen, you like, know. And, uh, and, and for Everton fans going to the derby this coming weekend, if you beat yeah. Liverpool, you go five from five, you've got yeah. one over on your neighbours. Don't you, get to watch it. You don't, you don't, you don't, don't get, get to see these big new players. You know, and for and for young, for young players as well. Say somebody. I mean, who's a who's a youngster right now bursting on? Uh, someone like Nico Williams. Yep. Has probably dedicated his whole life to getting to this level. Has now got there. Yeah. Makes his debut for Liverpool. Empty stadium. Is I it, mean, it's just like... Is it good for their development, though, that they get developed with a star players at a higher level without the fans first, maybe? Uh, that's maybe, one but thing, I, like, I, I just think... The like, lack of pressure. But I think the, the top, top players thrive on that pressure. Yeah. And at a young age, if you can handle it... Yeah, some, some young might, players love it. Because they, like, they, they love it. Like a young Stephen Gerrard, he's yeah. walking out to a full outfield on yeah. his... But you're standing there, you're on your toes, you know, kind of thing, you're... You know, Especially if you're a local lad. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's magic. That's 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 your dream. Yeah, and to have that taken away, or, or not taken away, but the edge taken yeah. off of it, it's just it's just a little bit sad considering the sacrifice in their life that they've made to be denied that response. Yeah, um, is is a little bit is a little bit sad. I think. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it, it, but also gonna, but also necessary. I mean, it I is necessary. I mean, one thing was like. I just said before, uh, international football. Yeah. Should it really be happening cross border kind of thing? I don't is know it, is it just a bit dangerous? I don't know. Um, and then there's uh, general will football keep going if it kind of goes into a second lockdown? Like if it goes kind of as bad as it did before. Well, will managers and players. Panicked, but now they do have systems in place, yeah. so hopefully it can keep going because I think football is a big release for a lot of people. If you're locked in your house for a month, two months, uh, that's kind of when people start getting mental strain. It's very difficult. You need those outcomes, and for a lot of people, football is a huge. It's something to keep them going, yeah, to look um, forward to. Yeah, yeah. The game, the game's it. on three more days, even like, though you're cooped up and locked down. Well, you, in your you, apartment. you do your weeks by the weekend because yeah. you know when the game's coming up. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. you know time's passing. It's not just yeah. month blending into month as it was. Like yeah. at one point. Yeah, like March and April. Just yeah, you, had, of, you had nothing to look forward uh, to. But are managers and players going to get disillusioned and go, well, why are we doing this? Yeah. Actually, I mean, like you're like, celebrating goals and titles and cup wins. And but football it, is about, it, it can feel, is about the fans. I think after like, a while, it's an entertainment it, business. It, at the end of the day, it is, and like players, just like fans, are, are, are sort of junkies for those moments. Yeah, that you've you've, the, you've scored that last minute winner against your rival. And that drug is you look into the crowd and they're just going going off because of you and something yeah. that you've done. If that's taken away, how much are you going to enjoy just scoring goals in an empty stadium and managers? You know, is it going to get a bit hollow? Mm. Yeah. They're, they're and are, you, are they going to get disillusioned with just yeah. sort of this empty glory? All right, you're champions, but... I mean, it does kind of all when depend you look on around, governments handle it. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. Um... I don't know 
how long it's going to go for. I don't think anybody does. It's been a worrying time. Um, one plan that the Premier League came up with recently um, that a lot of fans are not happy with. All the teams by one voted for it, surprisingly. And it's a £14.95 per game streaming thing from the Premier League. That's a lot of money. Like It's a lot of money. Like I could understand maybe a monthly charge and you get to watch all your all your team's games uh, or get to watch every game that you want to watch yeah. uh, for 15 a month that would or maybe make sense maybe they'll do it at it should be something like 15 a month and you get to select maybe three games per weekend yeah or something like that or yeah. like you, you know not that much per like game I mean how much like five a max yeah for a game yeah really I mean if you only want to watch one game then you can pay a fiver it should be a pay as you go and also season ticket holders should they really be getting it for nothing because they've already paid for their season ticket they should get all home games yeah anyway they should have a whole a home game pass so they get to watch all their home games for nothing it's true um, yeah because it's bad enough you're stuck at home anyway but then to have because they wouldn't get the game otherwise but then to have to pay the money again it's, a, it's an insult because they've really. supported the club yeah. in the hard times like giving them the money but who's this money going to just the tv companies or the clubs can it be the clubs as well? Because yeah. they're looking for everything. Because you but... might, if you're loyal and your club's not doing well financially, you might pay that and yeah. say, okay. I mean, I think a lot of people still will pay like, it. I'm but... doing my bit to support my club. Yeah. But if it's going direct to Sky or direct to BT, yeah, then I mean, like... I yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think it's right. I don't uh, think they need any more money from the public. If they're willing to sing big games and they want to pay the fees for the wages and stuff like that, yeah. I think they need to kind of realise that the fans don't have that money. Especially with a lot of people having lost jobs. Yeah. I don't think that's right. No. Uh, it's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot. Like, <laughs> if you're paying that a game, like, I think, I'm sure it was a game that I read. Uh, I wouldn't want to encourage this kind of thing, but I, I think it puts people into a position where they're just going to stream online. Yeah. It makes people want to it'll just watch push, it illegally. It'll or just push I'll, I'll set up a proxy server and I'll watch, like, yeah. Dazzin or something like that. Like, or, I'll, I'll subscribe to that and watch it on a proxy or something. Um, but they don't have to pay that kind of money. I'm talking about like twenty dollars a month here in Canada to watch every game if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, and you can watch the game straight after, so you could you can literally watch every game if, albeit not live, because somewhere on the same time. Yeah, you can watch you every can single one. You can then just one. go and watch yeah. the other game behind it uh, and get the full game, or you can watch just the highlights and they have the highlights available straight away. Yeah. Say what you want about Dazzin. It's not fifteen pound a game. Yeah, value like, <laughs> wise, uh, I mean, you get paid for what you get. I think in terms of the the pundits, but yeah, it's like, very similar to the Premier League show. Yeah, I think it's it's the same studio and, yeah, and basically Dazzin. They're not they're not doing it under the banner of Dazzin. Yeah, it's all the Premier League logos. You don't see Dazzin anywhere. Yeah, on the studio, it's yeah, it's, it's like, a, like they've just paid for that coverage in those coverage, clips. Yeah. And then just broadcast that out, and then and then charge them. Yeah, up. I think maybe so in like, NSBC, MSBCN or whatever they're called, <laughs> one yeah. of one of the many American uh, channels with just initials. Um, I think they might use the same food. I'm sure I've seen that before. Uh, they yeah. use the same feed, like the same pundits and stuff as well. So some games they do have that, and some games it's like a a joint kind of group thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's too much. It's just it's just more exploitation of people that pretty much. You yeah, um, you you you've got people who love something, um, they pay a lot of money for it, and it's like saying, "Well, we we know you love it, so we're going to take more money from it's you." It's a sad thing because they're exploiting people's like loyalty 
to their clubs. Yeah. And yeah, people adore this game. People yeah. love it. And it, it's just you're squeezing them and squeezing them for more and more. And it's like, when's enough enough? It's yeah. like, come on, it's we're paying 15 quid to watch football in an empty stadium. Yeah. It's not it's even like, like it's the full, yeah, the full spectacle, like, right? They've not, even got the, they've not even got the FIFA the FIFA fans on, on, the, <laughs> on the stadiums yet. No. Yeah. You know, yeah, and the, quicker, about, the quicker things get back to normal, the yeah. better, I think. Um, oh. And it is just a frustrating time for everybody. Um, and it is what it is. It's something that we are managing. We, yeah. Like, obviously, even here in Vancouver, it's that cool fairly well with COVID for the most part. Yeah. In Canada, I think it was one of the earlier rises, but it's never really hugely taken off. But and it's been quite well managed. Can uh, you see what the MLS are doing? They've they've sent everybody to the states and kept them in a bubble. Yeah. In fact, uh, the Whitecaps are actually using Portland Timbers home ground as yeah. their home ground. And I think, I mean, they did the same with the hockey as well. They had yeah. two bubbles. Yeah. They did the NHL playoffs. On the two bubbles, and then it actually worked quite well. Actually, the hockey, I, I enjoyed that. And yeah, yeah. They had the MLS kind of summer festival football, the festival of football, MLS yeah. kind of cup, yeah. uh, cup thing that kind of worked quite well. Well, at the end of the day, as long as you get the outcome as an actual winner, yeah, and something. I think that's kind of the, the trophy. That's all they wanted to. They want, they want, and they want viewing figures uh, as well. They want people, but I mean, it's kind of what we're going on with uh, at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, we have chatted for like God knows nearly, how long, nearly two hours. Nearly I think. two hours. Um, I think most of our shows in general will not be this long. We needed we had a lot to cover going forward behind us. Uh, we did plan on starting it a little bit earlier. We we're just trying to find the schedule to kind of work in with each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I think that's pretty much on it. Pretty much it. Yeah, no, that's uh, it. I think. Um, I just yeah, really hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, and we hope to be with you again soon. We don't know of a date for the next one. We're maybe looking at like uh, every two weeks, every couple uh, of weeks, uh, kind of thing, yeah. and do like a roundup, um, ninety week show. That's kind of that. That was kind of the. The idea we first talked about, we were just going to do hard, fast yeah. talk, uh, and then we'd do like anything after 45 minutes would be added time. We're going to look to throw in tunes, I Clockage think. Time. Uh, cloppage time. Cloppage <laughs> time. <laughs> uh, no, please don't. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like um, we're looking to throw in some tunes. We're looking, any, any undiscovered artists, we do actually have um, a Twitter page as well. Uh, Stanley Park Beat, you'll find us there. So anybody wants to subscribe, subscribe at Stanley Park Beat and we'll give you updates on the show um, when we launch a show and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Facebook one as well. I think it's at Stanley Park Beat as well. So, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us. If, thanks you're, for joining if, us. if you're still hanging in there. If you're still there. Yeah, if you're Maybe still there. Maybe even listen to those in sections. Uh, but yeah, shorter, it'll be shorter. Sharper, faster. Yeah. And again, tunes. Looking for undiscovered artists. So if you know any good things that are local in Vancouver, local in Liverpool, uh, or even in your area, show us these tunes. Send us a link. We might sort of play them as like outro music as well. Uh, we might look to do that. We're still kind of playing around with it. Enjoyed having you with us. I'm Andy. Yeah, I'm Luke. And we will see you next time. And this was the Stanley Park Beat.